Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into a Monday edition of the PHNX Feedbacks Podcast, right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am the mayor of PHNX. This is my vice mayor and your thunder sick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Ski, Jesse. Yes, ski to you as well. Ski to the people's producer, Damon, behind the Mac, and a ski to you all. Very excited uh, to be back after a wonderful weekend away uh, taking naps. I took lots of naps this weekend. Did you? That's what I did. We also celebrated Three Kings Day. At my house, oh, which is kind of like a tradition back in Puerto Rico. And no matter how old my daughter is, uh, she still wants to do this stuff. She's 12 years old. I thought we were thought we were at the end. But as a dad, I will take as many of these yeah. years where she still wants to do this stuff as possible. So I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful uh, uh, Three Kings Day to those who celebrate. And uh, the Dodgers definitely had a wonderful Three Kings Day because they continue to be showered with gifts. And those gifts continue to defer the payments for said gifts until later years. But uh, the Dodgers get another all-star to sign their contract and d- defer money. And Teoscar Hernandez uh, from the Seattle Mariners, a big-time slugger, and the guy that they were kind of targeting as their potential, I mean, factor in a, as, as a big outfield bat for them. Yeah, so I, I texted you and Damon yesterday at, what was it, about 11 a.m., mm-hmm. and uh, there was a tweet that had just come out from Jim Bowden, uh, who does some radio hosting over at MLB Network Radio, and Jim Bowden tweeted that Andrew Friedman, uh, the head honcho over in Los Angeles, had come on their show and had said that the Dodgers are, what they're focused on right now is acquiring a right-handed hitting outfielder that can crush left-handed pitchers and hold his own against righties. And I saw there was that, only one guy. and I texted you and Damon, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, the Dodgers are going to get Teoscar Hernandez. Yep. This is going to happen. There's yep. only one player in free agency who is available who clearly fits that description, and yep. that was Teoscar Hernandez. And sure enough, uh, just, what was it, six, eight hours later, something like that, uh, the move is official. Teoscar Hernandez goes to the Dodgers. And uh, yeah, I mean, he is a he is a good player. Uh, he is coming off a bit of a down year by his standards in 2023. Uh, he hit 258, 305, 435, uh, still hit 26 home runs, 93 RBI, OPS plus of 106. Um, that was a down year by by his standards uh, playing with the Seattle Mariners, but he's still a pretty good player. And, and the man. Los Angeles Dodgers, Derek, they they strike again. Quite quite an upgrade upgrade from David Peralta for sure. Um, yes, that is true. 
They signed him to a one-year deal worth $23.5 million per Jeff Passan. Per the report, $8.5 million will be deferred with payouts from 2030 through 2039. And we know all about how that works. We do. We're familiar with that. (laughs) Did you really expect it to go any other way? No, (laughs) no. But is there ever going to be a point where the Dodgers actually, like, regret all these deferral payments? Like, is there going to be a point, let's say in 2035, where Dodgers fans from from the future – who are just small children right now, maybe even three, four years old, are just (laughs) furious at what the Dodgers are doing now because of how it's going to impact the team then. Or, or Jesse, are the Dodgers just going to continue to get richer off of these deferred deals considering the fact that they have some sort of investment plan with an insurance company that's just making them money on the money that they essentially have to put aside for deals like the Otani deal. And I'm sure like they're going to do, even though this is a, just a minute $8.5 million, right? Just a little, (laughs) little amount of money. Right. But I mean, it just, it almost feels unfair that they are able to make money off of the way that baseball structures the CBT, the right now, the CBT and the way that they have to like, like we've discussed with at, at length with the Otani deal, they have to put the money away, right. but they figured out a way that in that short term that they can make money off of that money while it's put away in some sort of investment account. And I mean, I guess I'm asking if it's fair, but it's fair, right? Like, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. in the rules against it. They're playing by MLB's rules. So I guess I just have to ask why aren't, why aren't more teams doing this? Why aren't more that teams is, following the Dodgers' that is a lead on fair, this? a fair question. Yes, I do think it is important to note that other teams have the ability to do this. This isn't something that the Dodgers can do and other teams can't. Uh, once again, anytime a player takes deferrals, we talked about this a lot with the Otani situation, they're walking away from money. Money today is more valuable than Correct. money tomorrow. If Teoscar Hernandez is going to get paid out you know, $8.5 million between 2030 and 2039, he is taking less money than if he was taking that $8.5 million today, right? Uh, that is just the nature of how, of how money works. Uh, at the same time, while... Any team can do this. There is this reality of like, okay, but why are the Dodgers the only ones that actually are are doing this? Yeah. And I think there's a couple of reasons. Number one, the Dodgers love deferrals. This is pretty well established at this point. There were deferrals in the Mookie Betts deal. Uh, There are deferrals in the Freddie Freeman deal. Uh, Obviously, there are extreme deferrals in the Shohei Otani deal. This is something that Andrew Friedman has a long history with. He really likes deferrals. If there's an opportunity to do deferrals, he's probably going to do it because, again, Money today, more valuable than money tomorrow. The Dodgers save money by doing it this way as long as the player is willing to do that. And it seems like they're financially savvy when it comes to doing it. Like I said, I mean, a big part of this is the idea here that like not everybody is going to understand how to make money off of their money. Some people are going to take their money. They're going to put it in a savings account. They're going to get that 10 cents you know, 15 cents. Yeah, the, you point, know. the savings account that yeah, pays out right. 0.001%. Right. And then there's other people that are like, oh, yeah, no, I put mine in a CD. CDs are right now off the charts. Uh, it's 5% right now on a CD, and that's sure. actually real. So if you are interested in investing your money, check out CDs. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, like someone like that is going to turn around. Someone who doesn't necessarily need their money right now but has it, and they can invest it, and they can put it into an account that – 
they're not like, I, I need a savings account, Jesse, because I don't have very much money. Even with all the bragging I was doing about the money I spent on Christmas, that's more just because I'm an idiot with money, not because I have a lot of it. Now, uh, <laughs> I also need my savings account to be in, within arm's reach. I need to be able to get that money out and have it come to me in an emergency situation. But people that can commit that money to a different type of account, they're going to make more money off of their money. And we can both start out with the same amount of money. I have $5,000, they have $5,000, but in five years, they're five thousand dollars will have done much more whereas mine is probably in like the negative as far as money that I've, I've gained you know what i mean sure so it's like that's kind of the situation with the dodgers where they do have a plan as far as putting that money aside and they do make enough money as a franchise for them to be able to put that money aside and not have it impact them in the same way that other organizations have have to have that impact i mean we still don't know anything about the padres finances and such but there is a point where the fight padres had to take out a short-term loan right i mean that was something that was uh you know documented right. so it's like not not all the teams out there have the same amount of money that the dodgers do in order to make these moves and even yeah, defer totally. these contracts right totally but yeah like let's be real right if you were a free agent why wouldn't you want to sign with the Dodgers right now? You know they're probably going to give you more money than anybody else. And even if you have to defer your contract, sometimes as a person, you're like, well, I might screw up with my money if I get, got get given all of me right now. Like, it's almost <laughs> a little nicer to have someone be like, we're going to hold on to this it's for like you right built now. In, built in savings we're going to give account, you like sort of. $3 million a year 10 years from now for 10 years straight. So you're <laughs> going to be square once you retire or whatever happens after that point. But, sure. you know, that's just something that is not that unappealing to guys that are making money right now, but their future is uncertain as far as when you know, what, 10 years from now, what they're going to be making, right? Like, it's satisfying yeah. to know your future is taken care of as far as those deferred payments. Plus, if, you get to play on this team and be a part of this team. That's Yeah, and that's the thing I keep going back to is Teoscar Hernandez could have signed a multi-year deal else, elsewhere. There is no question in my mind that that was an option for him. For sure. He is a he is certainly a good enough player to warrant more than a one-year contract. This isn't a guy who's 37 years old, right? But if you're Teoscar Hernandez and you're coming off a down season by your standards, uh, you know, you're faced with a choice. Am I going to take that three year, you know, $50 million deal? Maybe it was something like that that he could have gotten elsewhere, similar to the Lourdes deal, probably. I think sure. those two guys were valued pretty, pretty similarly. Sure. Yeah. Um, would you rather do that or would you rather, you know, play one year with a team that has an insanely good roster? And then uh, and work with world class hitting coaches. The Dodgers have, of course, a long pass now of it's not on not just on the pitching side. Jason Hayward, right, goes there last year and puts together the kind of season that he did. J.D. Martinez goes there last year and puts together the kind of season he did. It's like, where else would you want to go on, yeah. on a one year contract? Yeah. And then at the end of that one year, you have the opportunity to hit the open market again. And if you have the kind of season you think you can have, then you can get a whole lot more than three years and $50 million or whatever it is that he could get right now. So it does make sense. And uh, and the fact that it is the Dodgers, it's not, you know, people will say like any team can, any team can give out these kind of deals. Yeah. But the Dodgers have an advantage in that, number one, they are a very desirable place to play given the roster that they've put together. And number two, they are a great place to go if you're trying to kind of get your career back on track. Yeah. And Teoscar Hernandez is certainly in that in that situation. Yeah, you're not wrong. Elise says uh, that deferring a one-year deal is is kind of crazy and that he's drinking the, 
Dodger Kool-Aid. The Dodger Kool-Aid. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I will say at least when looking at this deal, it's not like he's deferring twenty million of the twenty-three and a half million. He's deferring, you know, eight and a half million. So he's still getting a yeah. Like it's this it's just, isn't an Otani level of deferment uh, where you're deferring like everything. Not to mention fifteen million dollars in one year to have as actual money that is in your bank account is not. Um, yeah, that's that's he's he's not going to be slumming it. He'll be fine financially, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if the Dodgers will be fine. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably be fine, but their luxury tax payroll is estimated to be close to $309 million, $100 million next year, $309 million. Sorry, I'm bad with numbers uh, for 2024. But according to Cott's contracts, this will be the fourth straight season the Dodgers owe on the luxury tax. So they're going to be getting hit when it comes yeah. to It's not the, the luxury tax It's there. the competitive, it's the competitive balance, balance threshold. Tax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the competitive balance tax threshold for 2024 is estimated to be $237 million for every team in baseball. Uh, so the Dodgers, this is how it breaks down, Jesse, and this is wild to me because it's not just a straightforward like, oh, hey, you're getting taxed 50%, which is where they're at. They're at level three now, which is the most – that you can get taxed. Yeah. Uh, it's not just fifty million or fifty percent of the amount they're spending over the competitive balance tax. That breaks down in tiers. That really every like every twenty million dollars. Every twenty million. Yeah. So okay, the first twenty million is taxed at fifty percent. The next twenty million is taxed at sixty-two percent. The next. 20 million is taxed at 95%. And then there is a fourth tier beyond that where you are being taxed 110%. That's tough. <laughs> right. So the Dodgers uh, right now will pay an estimated $54 million in luxury tax for being above the competitive balance tax threshold in 2024. That's wild to me, Jesse, because they are close to doing obviously what the Mets uh, did last year, I believe, which was what was it like 110 million? I think the Mets were further over. Yeah, 110 million, I think, is what they paid. So, I mean, we are getting to a point now where the competitive balance, if you will, is just teams paying in taxes as much as other teams' entire payroll is, you know, and the, the Dodgers now are approaching that territory. That's why it was so key that they defer the Otani deal and that they defer as many of these payments as they can to the future because of how much money right now they're being taxed on. Yeah, so the the Dodgers, before making this move, their CBT hit was it, I believe, $288 million, right around there. Uh, the CBT hit for this deal is right around 20 because there's some deferrals, so it's not the full 23.5. That We've talked about that math in the past. Uh, but yeah, because this deal, uh, <laughs> the Dodgers were already at about 288. So this deal pushes them from that second to highest bracket into the highest tax bracket, right? So some of this money uh, to Teoscar Hernandez is being taxed at the 95% that you mentioned. And then some of this money is being taxed at the 110%, uh, a.k.a. the Steve Cohen tax, as some people have been saying in the chat. So the true value of this deal, Derek, is a heck of a lot more. Or the true expenditure here for the Dodgers is a heck of a lot more than $23.5 million. Uh, if my math is correct, this is actually costing the Dodgers $44.8 million. That is how much will be paid out 
to Teoscar Hernandez, both now and in the future, as well as the tax that the Dodgers uh, owe on top of that. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay for a guy who had a 106 OPS plus last year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's a Teoscar Hernandez was an all star a couple of years ago, as you said earlier. And, uh, yeah, I think there's some real potential here for him to have a better season than the year he just did with the Mariners. (laughs) Ryan said, Jesse loving all the math and flexing his brain. Derek is Jesse's spotter. Math is power. Yeah, no, I mean, when you when 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 we get together and start talking math and money, like we're really in our wheelhouse. We've got a great day today. Baseball podcast. But uh, speaking of the Mets, by the way, they continue to be a mystery. They are an enigma wrapped inside of a mystery, uh, and I can't figure them out. They signed pitcher Sean Manaya to a two-year, $28 million deal with a player opt-out after the 2024 season. Uh, Manaya in 2023, uh, in 10 starts, had a 4.44 ERA, a 1.24 whip, 25.7% strikeout rate, 8.4% walk rate, 3.90 FIP, 1.1 Four. Yeah, and he was both a starter and a reliever for the Giants mm-hmm. because, of course, if you pitch for the Giants, thirty-seven. I mean, yeah, thirty-seven. If you pitch for the Giants, that means you started approximately twelve games and you had like twenty-three appearances out of the bullpen Correct. or something like that. That's how. That's how. That's how it averages over out, there. Unless you're Logan Webb. Yeah, like yeah. Logan Webb is the Logan one Webb. exception. Yeah. He's allowed to just be a starting <laughs> pitcher. But yeah, so for Manai, it was thirty-seven appearances, ten starts. Uh, you gave the numbers. He was, as you'd expect, considerably better as a reliever than he was as a starter. A four-one-eight ERA out of the bullpen compared to 482 uh, in the starting rotation so uh, yeah he's not he does not necessarily project as this great starting pitcher I don't know exactly what the Mets intentions are here with him Uh, I imagine they're going to be looking to get at least some use out of him in in the starting rotation Uh, you're probably not signing like a a long reliever for two years and $28 million. I think we can I would hope safely, not. safely say I that. I would fucking hope not. Um, and I don't think Sean and I would want to sign with a team that wasn't going to give him a shot to, to pitch in the rotation. Obviously, that's yeah, where the money is. There, there were suitors that were going to pay him to be a starter. And if the sure. Mets weren't going to be that, then you know there is someone else there that probably would have. But... What are the Mets doing? What is this team that they're assembling? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> is, is it like the Thunderbolts, which is a whole other Avengers reference I would have to explain to you for a long time. I mean, I don't get uh, maybe more Suicide Squad might be a little bit more apt <laughs> with the, what they're doing over there. But uh, their, their acquisitions this offseason, Harrison Bader, Louis, uh, Luis Cervino, Joey Wendell, Jorge Lopez, and Sean Manaya. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they've got some guys on minor league deals, too. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Trace Thompson, the Chicago legend. Yeah, uh, Austin Adams. Austin uh, Adams. Pitched, pitched with the Diamondbacks a yeah. little bit in 2023. Uh, uh, Jose Iglesias also. But, um, yeah. yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like because they they're... to field a team next year? Because they're the <laughs> Mets and they have money, of course. They have Steve Cohen. They, they can't have an offseason and not spend, right? Like, they, they don't know what... They can't do yes. that. Yeah. And yeah. so what they did is they didn't spend. They're not spending at the top of the market, which I think this would be kind of a weird time for the Mets to do that sure. after the incredible, you know, disappointing down year that they just had. But they are still spending a decent amount of money here. I mean, Manaya's deal averages out to 14 yeah. million a year. Harrison Bader, 10 and a half. Luis Severino, uh, 13 million. Between those three guys, I mean, that's almost 40 million dollars for season. 2024 alone. I mean, $40 million is, is a lot of money. 
And you look at, you know, you look at $40 million and then you look at how those three players performed last year. And you're like, it wasn't there a better way to spend $40 million, yeah. right? Like Manaya wasn't all that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Severino uh, had a 6.65 ERA last year with the Yankees. Harrison Bader, we touched on him the other day. He was probably misused. He should have had more bats against lefties and not as many against righties. But he had a 622 OPS as well. I've, I've explained this before. This is my Black Friday shopping theory. This is why you win when it comes to not going Black Friday shopping. Because you go in the door and you saw in an ad for a store that they had a 70-inch TV for $23. <laughs> and they had, you know, like all this stuff that is not going to be there when you get in the door. Sure. Right? But you have money in hand. You were ready to spend. So now you're just... Picking up whatever, even though you know it's not even good gifts, you're just like, yeah, picture frame. That's it's five bucks, and it's this and that, right? <laughs> I mean, this is, they didn't get deals on these guys by any stretch of the imagination, but no. I kind of said this is what was going to happen after some of these big deals started happening. There are going to be five teams, four teams that were rumored to be interested, that were interested, that somehow discussed internally that they were going to be able to budget this much money for some of these huge stars, and when they did not get them. They still have that money to burn. Not as much. And no, they're not going to give somebody else. They're not going to give Shamanai Yamamoto money, right? Just because they're desperate. Now I they hope do. not. Just want to throw <laughs> it away now, right? But what they will do is they're willing to spend now at this point. And you're a big discount by comparison to what they were going to spend. So they have no problem giving you potentially exactly what you're asking for. I think that's the reason why so many free agents were in a holding pattern until these teams finally, until these big players landed with their teams and then the other teams started spreading that money around a little bit more. I I said it in the past. I think you're doing a disservice to your client if you're an agent and you let them sign before Otani landed and until Yamamoto landed. You know, once those guys land, yeah, I mean, now you do have I don't know teams. how much, like, Otani was holding up the Harrison Bader market. Like, Not I think at all, but I'm just saying, though, like, situations. again, it's about money. It's about budget. And, of course, there's going to be teams that are interested in you. And once that that happens... The ones that didn't get him now, they're still, like you said, you're not going to go a free agency sometimes without adding to your team. You just have to do it in order to try to show the fan base that you're making an effort to improve and be competitive next year, right? Sure. So, I mean, again, it's it's really just about trying to get as much money as possible. And, again, there are going to be a lot of teams that come under budget this year because they, they had those discussions, they thought they could afford it, and they figured out how they could, and – the deal never happens. So they're still going to try to get better. Uh, but the Mets, I don't know if this is better. I don't know what this is. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's interesting. And yeah, I was mentioned in the comments. There's also the the tax on all of these guys, too, just like we talked about with the Three, Dodgers. They're, so they're they're, they're probably $320 million next year, Jesse. It's more than the Dodgers. Yeah, their CBT is like 320 yeah. yeah, which is higher than the Dodgers. And and yeah, I mean, if these three guys cost $40 million, if you factor in the tax, I mean, there, there's a good chance they're paying like $70 million. I don't want you to break down team. Joey Wendell and how much he's getting based on 110% <laughs> over the CBT. If you, if you add together uh, the wins above replacement over on Fangraphs of all of the major league contracts that they've signed the guys that they've signed in major league contracts it is minus 0.3 and that's not totally fair because like yeah severino had this big down year jorge lopez was terrible last year even though he's he's been good in the past um so that that, you know that's a good part a, a big chunk of this but yeah signing you know five players to major league deals and spending a pretty decent amount of money especially when you when you figure in the tax and 
you know, seeing the production that those guys had last year, it doesn't uh, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily bode well uh, for for the uh, New York Mets. They're I mean they're banking on these guys to bounce back, and there is a world in which Severino comes out and has this crazy season, and maybe the Mets are out of it, and they trade Severino, and they get a bunch of stuff at the trade deadline. Like, I do think there are some ways that this could end well for them. But, uh, yeah, at first glance, you're not super impressed with their uh, uh, what they've done in free agency so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, all 62 of you here live right now. Uh, that means there should be 62 likes, so drop a like. <laughs> uh, the other 50 of you that haven't done so already, uh, make sure to subscribe to our channel and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we appreciate you as well. Uh, leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews and make sure you're subscribed over there on your favorite podcasting app. Of course, uh, right now is a great time uh, with the start of the new year for you to check into doing some home renovations. And there is the one company that we can highly suggest that you get your flooring done through, and that's through Empire Today. They hooked up Studio A, and I love it so much so that I'm upset that we don't get to be in there. Uh, we had this whole conversation about whether or not Jesse uh, took tap dancing lessons when he was a child. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he did not. I did not. But no. I'll tell you, that floor is good enough to tap dance on and do a lot of things on. Beautiful, a lot better uh, than the one that Saul and Jacob installed. But uh, is it like a special floor for tap dancing? Is it a special floor or is there a special yeah, floor? Yeah, is tap it? Dancing? Like, I, I assume no. it is there is a tap dancing floor. I, 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 think, right? I think part of it might be the fact that it is like on top of the carpeting here in the studio the way it is and it just sure. kind of has a nice sound to it. But I don't know. I'll tell you, Empire Today can answer that question for you. Uh, they can also help you out with uh, shopping for new floors because they keep floors, uh, shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. They ask you what you want. They'll try to get you directly to some samples and to some uh, floor sample or from some flooring that you are looking for, as well as letting you do it within the comfort of your own home with their virtual floor designer, which will allow you to take pictures of your house, your space, and see what the new floorings will look like without ever leaving the comfort of your home. Empire Day also prides itself uh, on the convenient shop at home service, so they will help you look for floors where uh, where you where you live at. They also help you service uh, the warranty because they service their own warranty. If you ever have any problems, you can just call Empire Today. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number or a uh, installation company. It's much easier to go through them directly. Schedule a free in home estimate today. All listeners can receive three hundred and fifty dollars off. When you use promo code PHNX, restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, also, tell you, great place to stop uh, wherever you need to fill up at, wherever you need to refresh yourself. But Circle K, Circle K right now uh, not only has some great prices on gas, but they'll also hook you up if you sign up for their Inner Circle Rewards program uh, with even bigger discounts to save you even more. Uh, their free membership program will save you 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, then save you three cents per gallon every day after that. You also get all sorts of free offers in the app. It's wonderful. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, and it might just cause you to have an impromptu trip to Circle K to pick up a free slice of pizza or uh, free coffee, free ice cold fountain drinks, all sorts of stuff. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Oh, we're getting some good uh, we're getting, tap dance. We're getting uh, tap dancing answers here. Uh, well, I knew it was special. Says, I knew it was special shoes, Cogs. Okay. That wasn't the question. We knew it was special shoes. Oh, why is like Cogs? You're oversimplifying it. We understand <laughs> their shoes with little metal. 
bottoms <laughs> on it. We get that. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, it is a hardwood floor over there. Okay. So that's what okay. makes it so good to tap on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, see, these we're getting you answers to questions, even when there are questions. <laughs> we don't know sometimes the answers to all this stuff, but we do our best. And as you know, every year on this show is the year of the snake. Every month is uh, National Blood Donor Month, I think. That's what January is. Is this a new edition? Yeah, every month is National Blood Donor Month. You should always do that, especially if you're a universal donor. Uh, every week is still Shark Week, which the sharks love the blood, so there's a tie in there. But every day is Earth Day uh, here at the PHNX Diamondbacks podcast, and every Monday, you know what we do. Every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Damon, shall we? Our mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. It's also Always National Glaucoma Awareness Month. And of course, every month, with Derek Montiez host <laughs> is National Glaucoma Awareness. Smoke that weed. All right. Well, what do we got, Damon? And our first question in the mailbag uh, comes from Brett Lee Johnson, our guy. Brett, uh, who could probably have shouted this question to us from wherever he's at. Brett says, when will the Diamondbacks start deferring every single one of their contracts since that seems to be the meta? (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong, Brett. There you go. I don't know. The D-backs do not often sign the kinds of deals that where that would make sense. I mean, and, and yes, the Teoscar Hernandez situation is weird. It is a one-year deal. We don't see deferrals on one-year deals very often. But like, are the I mean, were the Diamondbacks going to like defer money on, I don't know, every year they're signing usually a couple of guys to one year, five or six million dollar deals. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to defer money when, when it's that little. They did defer money in the Zach Granke deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they they have done that with with the bigger stuff in the past. I and don't think there's any deferrals on Eduardo Rodriguez as far as we're aware. Deferring on Madison Bumgarner a little bit. What do you? Dun, 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 sh- I don't even like, get the joke. He's not with the team anymore, but they're still paying him. That's. that's uh, I guess uh, that. I guess yeah, that makes I mean, sense. That's how it works. I was trying. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, the answer there is that the financial future is much murkier for the Arizona Diamondbacks than it is for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, the Diamondbacks, again, it's about having that money now that you don't really need in order to defer it down the road, right? And that might not be uh, a possibility. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have no idea how much the Diamondbacks are making. But I, I do believe Ken Kendrick's claim that they are just reinvesting it back into the team. It's just a different amount that you can reinvest back into the team than the Dodgers have. And that's really, I think, what it's going to come down to. There is no competitive balance in baseball because – there's just such a wide divide between the haves and the have-nots. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't really have any any gripes there. Well, I made things very sad. I brought this mood <laughs> down quickly. It was Mailbag Monday. We were singing. The chat we got dancing. your joke, Derek. Yeah, so good. That's good. good. I love you, chat. What else we got? <laughs> uh, Rick Hughes at DBLLS3 on Twitter says, I'm getting the feeling that a reason a DH type hasn't been signed yet is D-backs are looking for a one-year deal, leaving the position open for Cattell in 2025. With Troy and Lawler close, and Jerry P already in the middle infield, getting pretty uh, is already getting pretty crowded. My way off the mark here. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Cattell the, the plan in the mm. future is to move Cattell to DH. I don't know if that's necessarily it, but I would not be surprised if the Diamondbacks are trying to sign someone on a bit shorter term of a deal. And and yeah, again, if it's JD Martinez, I, I would probably be viewing this as the last potential multi-year deal that I could get of my career. I'm not saying he's that at the end of it, but 
Like if, if he could get three years, that's much better for him at this point than him signing a one-year deal. Yeah, just to secure his future there a bit. I so. don't think he's going to get three years. But, oh, I, I'm not but saying he that probably either. could get two. And you're right. I mean, if he if he gets a two-year deal and then hits free agency again at 38, no matter how good he is in those two years, I don't think anyone's given no, JD a, a two-year deal if yeah. he's 38 years old. Right. So yeah, I I think there could be some. Uh, there could be something to the Diamondbacks trying to get someone on a one-year deal as opposed to two. There are a number of guys available in this uh, free agent pool that would make some sense that you would maybe like to get on a one-year deal instead of a two-year yeah. deal, just as kind of part of the negotiation process. There's no such thing as a bad one-year contract, right, as, as the saying goes. Um, so I, there could be some uh, something to that. I don't know if the D-backs are necessarily concerned about a two-year deal, in the sense of blocking Cattell from the DH slot. Like we talked about the other day, his defensive metrics were totally fine at second base in 2023. Is he a, was he a plus defensive second baseman? No. Do you project him moving forward to be, uh, you know, above average? No, you don't. But I don't think it's, it's such an immediate uh, concern that you have to be like, all right, we got to have the spot open next year. At least not at, not at this point. So I, I don't think that you need a one-year deal for, for that reason. Um, and I also don't, I don't think you're necessarily concerned about Tommy Troy and Perdomo and Lawler, you know, uh, just becoming all of those guys taking huge step forwards and steps forward. And then Cattell needs the DH slot instead of the second base slot. These things have a way of kind of working themselves out. Uh, you're not going to assume that, you know, all of those prospects are going to develop that quickly. Yeah. There's still a lot of questions to be answered with Lawler and Tommy Troy. Certainly, uh, Troy just got his first taste of, of professional baseball over the last few months of 2023. So I wouldn't I, I don't think that will be factoring into to their thinking too much. Well, if, if you're not done with uh, questions about those guys, uh, I got another one for you. What do we got here, Damon? A mailbag from Travis Moore. Uh, Moore, for me, asks, what is a perfect scenario for Arizona's top three prospects being in the same lineup in the future? What year could that feasibly happen? Where does Troy play in the infield, assuming Lawler sticks at shortstop? Uh, that's a great question, and a question that has a lot of variables. I don't know if we could really pin that down. I mean, I think... I obviously it feels like whoever doesn't play at shortstop will be playing at third base between those two guys. I think um, that's probably fair to say. But yeah. who knows if that even ends up being how things work out. I, I doubt that we will see that any time in the near future. I would probably say, what, like 2026 maybe would be 2025? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Drew, I, I assume that Drew Jones is, is, the, the, third is the third is the third member here. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Lawler, probably... Lawler, Troy, and Jones are pretty clearly the top three prospects on this team. So, yeah, 2026, that still feels a little bullish to me, honestly, for, for Drew Jones. Not that it couldn't happen. I but mean, if he's asking when the earliest we think it could happen. Yeah, I guess be. the earliest. Like, I don't think you're going to see that in 2025. But 2026... That gives Tommy Troy a couple years in in the minors. That gives Drew Jones a couple years to go from, you know, low A all all the way to the majors, which there's a lot of development that needs to sure. happen in those years. Sure. But yeah, I guess it's possible. Uh, I we mean, could be seeing a scenario where at the end of 2026, you know, Drew Jones makes his debut for this team, sure. and like we've seen with Lawler and like we saw, saw with Corbin. It's just again, Corbin's just. He's changed everybody's eye level when it comes to this stuff. And it's not realistic to ever look at the amount of time it took Corbin 
to especially bounce back from that injury and make it to where he was the rookie of the year. Yeah. And, and ever compare any other minor leaguer to him. It's just he's a he's a unicorn. MLB Pipeline says that Drew Jones and Tommy Troy, their ETA is 2026. So doesn't Tommy gonna... Troy feel like a fast call up, though? Like just his could profile be. of player. yeah, yeah, him being a college guy for yeah. sure. I, I think Tommy Troy could be up in twenty twenty five. I don't think that's. Uh, I think I, don't I think, think he that's will outrageous. Be. That's that's. Yeah, I I don't it. think that's I don't think that's crazy to think for sure. Um, but yeah, if we're talking about all three of them, then yeah. I, it's got to be at least twenty twenty six for me to feel comfortable like viewing yeah. that as a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, anything can happen. You never. Yeah. Know, but who knows? Who, who knows? All right. What else we got, Damon Dog? Uh, next question comes from Preston Smith. That's Preston J. Smith 88 on Twitter. He says, any interest in Jock Peterson at DH? Lineup is right-handed heavy and could be more affordable that Mar- uh, than Martinez, Soler, and Belt. I don't know than Belt, but I definitely think that Jock Peterson could be more affordable than those other two guys. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I think Belt is going to get a one-year deal. There's no way. Whereas Jock Peterson... I think he has a decent chance to get two years at this point. Belt would just rake here at Chase Field. Well, I I don't know, man. I mean, like eight years ago, yes, but don't <laughs> Brand, me. Don't Brandon me Belt, uh, his his underlying some of the underlying numbers there are Not a little great. concerning. He struck Not out a ton in twenty twenty three, but Jock Peterson. Yeah, he's a name that we've talked about a little bit in the past. Uh, originally, we were just looking at righties, and then uh, Mike Hazen talked about that the D-backs could go after a lefty, too. And so we talked about Jock Peterson and Brandon Belt and uh, switch hitter in, in Carlos Santana. Uh, I think Jock could make some sense, for sure. The Diamondbacks, uh, we, we looked at this the other day on this show. The Diamondbacks, as of now, you could make a case. Their lineup against lefties is actually better than it is against righties. Against righties, you're expecting Corbin Carroll to be crazy good. Uh, you're expecting Cattell Marte to be solid, even though he'll probably be better against lefties as he usually is. And then beyond that, like Christian Walker, Lourdes Gurriel, Eugenio Suarez, you're, you hope to get some kind of positive value there. But those guys are probably going to be better against lefties. Uh, so I do think there's a case to be made that adding a left-handed bat to this lineup would potentially be more beneficial than adding a right-handed bat and uh, and Jock Jock Peterson would would certainly be that. There we go. All right, what else we got, Damon? Michael Rokiki asks, uh, which of the in-game games do you think you would be best at? I can see Jesse killing the fries, sink <laughs> or swim game. Boy, um, I'm going with the memory, the flipping the card memory game. That always looks absurdly easy. And yeah, as if, but it's not though. No, it's so easy. It's all of your the approach that you put into it. You can literally go one, two, three, four, you gotta go five, rapid six. Like that. Yeah, you, but you have to go. Yeah, you can't sit there and think about it. Time is a factor there, but it is a it, it's a simple game to beat fairly easily. There, yes, sitting from the press box, Derek. It's an extraordinarily easy no, game. No, it's always. It's, but actually, being on the, right there, being on the jumbotron, and Stop it's not. It. It's not just a matter of strategy. Of the city of Phoenix. It's I'm a matter of being of able to remember all these cards once you've seen them, oh, and I can on. do that when I'm sitting in my little office chair up in the press box. I don't know if I could do that under the pressure of come everyone, on. everyone watching come and booing on. me when I mess up. It's, yeah. it's got it's one of those games that's definitely harder than it looks yeah i think we can all acknowledge that i'm stealing the second base and running 
Yeah, that that was my pick. Was that it? was my pick. Yeah, that's that's the only <laughs> game that I think I would be good at. I think I think I could be one of like like the little kids yeah. who uh, go. They start in right field, yeah. right, yeah. and then they run to second base and they get like entirely too much time to bring the base yeah. back so that they're ne- so that they always are able to make it. I think I could pull that off. The most disappointing game of all the in-game games is the hot dog race. And it is due to its predetermined nature. And yeah, that is coming yeah. from someone who is a pro wrestling fan. What I am saying <laughs> is that you are out there. You're in a hot dog costume. You got a rally back, hold it onto your back. And you're just running for your life. You are running on behalf of the hot dog on screen. And most of these children think that their effort is somehow impacting the video that they pre-decided they were going to play hours before the game even started. These kids have no chance. But you know who does? Me. Because I've memorized every single one of the final video shots, and I know based on who rounds third (laughs) and where they're at, who's going to win. So if you ever want to doubt me, just fucking put some money on it, and we'll see who (laughs) will put your money where your mouth is. See if you can get down on beating me when it comes to that. Uh, Ryan asks, the hot dog race is fake. I did I am I did I did we not know that? <laughs> is this like me revealing pro wrestling is fake? Yeah, to yeah, Jesse? right. That's exactly. Oh, what Jesse thinking. didn't know what fake meant when it came to pro wrestling. Yeah, I have no idea. He thought the Undertaker was a real Undertaker. That's all I will say about that. But I'm trying to think of what other are there other games we're missing. They um, used yeah, to do this. Like they the, used to have people catch pop flies. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, that's cash money. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh I, yeah, I was think... it three. It's like three. You have to catch like three fly yeah, balls. Oh yeah, that, yeah, everyone like, goes pretty high. But all the first day. two are really easy. All day. Yeah, I think I could. I think I could do that. Yeah. It's been a little while. There's the one but... where you have to get like the Oreo down your face without your oh, hands. Oh right, right, right. And I feel like... like you would probably be pretty good at that. Oh, no? you know I would. Yeah, you would be pretty. You would probably murder. You know, sometimes when I fall asleep on the couch with an Oreo on my face, that when I wake up, that's exactly how I get it down to my mouth, Jesse. Uh, I'm a pro at that. But yeah, no, there's definitely there's definitely some predetermined stuff in there. I'm sorry, I hate to tell you guys that, but I will tell you what's not predetermined is the action over at BetMGM because it's not allowed to be. Also, it's based on real sporting events, and it'll make betting more fun. I made some money this weekend, and it had nothing to do with my knowledge. Of the teams, do you have common sense? Do you can you look at, 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 at basic facts and determine when one team is obviously not going to win? Then you could win some money over at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Uh, if you download it today on iOS or Android, visit or visit BetMGM.com. You can sign up using our code of PHNX. You deposit at least ten dollars into your sportsbook account, place it on your first wager. If you will receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back, whatever you bet, uh, back as a bonus bet. Uh, if the bet loses, if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. But this weekend, uh, I was watching a game that I had absolutely zero interest in, Jesse. It was the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have a playoff spot on the line that they're fighting hard for. The Baltimore Ravens have secured the number one overall spot in the AFC. They're sitting their starters. No Lamar Jackson. Oh. No anybody. It's a rainy day. It's a muddy field. I mean, the under... The whoever is starting at Pittsburgh, well, N- Najee Harris arguably can drag an entire team to the end zone. But Najee Harris, uh, anytime touchdown, and then the Steelers winning, covering, it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. Turned ten dollars. Turned ten dollars into one hundred and twenty-two dollars. 
just like that. And you can do that too over at the at the at the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. And you do it with our bonus code of PHNX. Even if you lose, you will make some money back. Again, just use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first Bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least ten dollars. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Yeah, you really ruined some people's I really, lives. Yeah, I really your, blew it. Your today. little revelation about the hot dog race. People aren't happy about this. <laughs> I hope my daughter wasn't watching the first five minutes when I was talking about Three Kings Day. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you, I can make it up to you by taking you to a sporting event. And of course, if I were to there do that, uh, even though I'm not actually offering to do that, uh, I would say that if I were to do that, I would buy you tickets through Game Time. And that's what you should do because Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason not only is it aesthetically pleasing but you will get the best deals you can find on last minute ticket deals to shows concerts events don't miss out on anything don't have fomo in 2024 use the game time app snag the tickets without the stress download the app create an account and use code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms to apply again create an account and redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, and also, we thank you guys for being diehard members if you are already one. If you are not, join us over at gophnx.com. Become part of our diehard family. You will get access to all of Jesse's writings, all of his newsletters, everything we have to offer. The Discord Lounge, which is the craziest. You guys are insane in the Discord Lounge, by the way. It is the craziest place to be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan and the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. You also get a free t-shirt from phnxlocker.com and so much more, including discounts with our partners, special uh, invites to events, discounts on events like our upcoming takeover in July, where we're going to all be by the pool at Chase Field. So do not miss out on that. And of course... Uh, Saul's probably still going to get mad at me, but I'm going to give away two tickets to that throughout. <laughs> at some point this year, I'm going to give away two tickets. You're to probably going to wind up paying for this. I'm probably going to wind up paying for it, but it's fine. <laughs> it won't be the first time. It won't be the last time. Uh, we love you guys, though. We thank you for being here. And let's get to some more Mailbag Monday questions. Damon, what do we got? Uh, nerding on the D-backs. Love that. Twitter handle says, any rumblings about adding Gary Sanchez in place of a DH? Would allow Gabby and Gary to rotate uh, catcher DH, keeping them both fresh. This could easily outproduce a dedicated DH with Gabby having to catch 100, 120-ish games, which may wear him down, reducing his offensive production. And I don't hate this idea at all. I think any anybody that the Diamondbacks can bring in at this point that's going to fill more than one need for them seems like it makes sense. It seems like it's the savvy move considering that they still have like – some positional needs that they need to fill that they're, you know, I mean, they're fine. They could go on this season the way that they're currently constructed, but in order to truly make them contend, it feels like they have to address those needs. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. I think that I if, too. if you had, if you sign a left-handed hitting DH, like Jock Peterson, who we talked about earlier, if that happened, um, then there would be this question, which I think someone asked about this in the mailbag as well. What are you going to do against lefties? Yes. Jock Peterson is your DH. You don't really want to start him against left-handed pitching, at least not at this point in his career. What are you going to do against lefties? 
And Gary Sanchez would be a great answer. Uh, Gary Sanchez in uh, 2023 slash 267, 304, 680 against left-handed pitching. Love that. Uh, he was very, very good against lefties. Gabby Moreno, of course, also very good against lefties. It would be a pretty good situation if you had both of those guys in the lineup at the same time. So, yes, it does make some sense. Give Gary Sanchez 40-ish starts as a catcher. Give him another 40 starts, 50 starts, whatever it winds up being um, as a DH in games against lefties yeah. um, or, you know, whereabouts. Uh, I think that could I think that could make some sense for the Diamondbacks. The big question here is going to come down to to money. You know, if you sign Jock Peterson, if you're giving him 11, 12 million, do you have another like seven, eight million to give Gary Sanchez? I don't know. I, I would suspect that might the Diamondbacks might not have that. But on paper, it, it does kind of make sense pairing a, a left-handed DH with with a guy like Gary Sanchez. That number, that budget number, it's all it's imaginary, Jesse. It can go up and down <laughs> as much as we need it to. Don't forget that. <laughs> all right, what else we got? Uh, we got Chris trying to take over the whole damn show uh, at the History <laughs> Fan on Twitter asks, when is the Gallon and Christian Walker extension coming? Who is in the running for the number five spot in the rotation? <laughs> Fought pitched his way to the third spot. We need another all-star bullpen arm. Hater anyone? Oh, Chris. See, Chris knows how this works, though. Yeah. Chris knows that because sometimes people will submit multiple mailbag questions in separate tweets. Yeah. That's and not the and move. if that happens, nope. we're gonna we are absolutely nope. gonna pick one of those. Yeah, no, he put us really in an awkward Shh. position here. Don't, yeah, don't tell everybody yeah. that. Yeah, see, well, the, the, Chris himself did submit another question in a did. separate tweet, yeah, and when that one did not, rule. that one right. did not wind up making the cut. Well, he had, so. to, he had to space and then do a line and then space and do a line. So maybe he just ran out of space, Jesse. But uh, let's let's rapid fire these really fast. Um, when is the Gallon and Christian Walker extension coming? We have March no idea. March 26th. Uh, Next question. April 10th. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> We have no idea, brother. I mean, I, I mean, the Gallon extension is probably never coming, and the Christian Walker extension probably is a little bit more realistic. But I'm not sure if that's even the direction the team might want to go in extending him. Uh, Christian Walker is by far one of the first or best defensive first baseman in all of baseball, and his offensive numbers are are pretty damn good too. So I don't, I, I don't see a reason to move on from him, but. I mean, many people were fairly unsatisfied with his production during the postseason run, and that's understandable. He he did kind of his expected stats were good, though. Don't be don't be fooled by the the myth that Christian Walker was Jesse, just abysmal in the postseason. His magical expected his ex woba Derek was like four hundred. Oh, okay? Should have been I crazy. I don't, don't want to hear. He it should have had twenty home runs in the postseason, according. Correct. To yeah, stats. those are the expected stats. Yeah, so. but I mean, again, like both of those extensions, I would love to see happen as soon as possible. I just think that. Walker one is far more likely than than Zach Gallon, uh, and I mean I'm not saying that there's not a chance that Zach Gallon doesn't stay here in Arizona, but there's almost a part of me that believes it would be more likely that we see what happened when Lourdes happened, where he comes to the end of his contract, explores free agency a bit, and then maybe decides to stay here uh, versus necessarily signing that extension prior to that point because he knows his value is just going to increase year by year. Yeah, I think I, I guess we could answer like if they did happen, when would they happen? I do think uh, late February sometime in March is probably uh, the extensions that have been signed over the last few years. Yeah. That's when they tend to happen. Not necessarily all that long before opening day. Um, once opening day happens, you don't really see extensions happen 
yeah. after that. And usually it's like, all right, we're into the season now. We don't want this to be a distraction anymore. If if these things are going to happen, they'd probably happen before uh, before opening day. Let's throw Chris, Chris's question back up there and let's just rapid fire these. Who's in the running for the number five spot in the rotation right now? Ryan Nelson, Tommy Henry. Right. Slade Ciccone, Slade Bryce Ciccone. Jarvis, maybe maybe Blake, Wal- Blake Walston has a shot as well. Yeah, coming into spring camp, I think that any of those guys could impress and become the front runner for for that position. I I think incumbency incumbency is a little there, there's something to that with with having seen what Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson can do. So I would definitely put both of them as you know at, at the front uh, versus the yeah, other guys for but sure it's not to say like blake walston couldn't come in and blow away the coaching staff and absolutely get that fifth spot it's 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 anyone's game right now at this point when it comes to the guys right now in-house versus yeah uh if you know obviously if they go out and acquire someone that's going to change things those guys are all on the 40-man roster too so it wouldn't be there wouldn't be an issue like there was with brandon fought uh, during spring training last year was like, all right, well, all these guys are on the 40 man except for Brandon Fott. And that kind of made it seem less likely that Fott would actually you know, land on, on the opening day roster. Fott pitched his way to the third spot. No, I still think he's going to be in the fourth spot in the rotation. He did pitch his way to the number one spot in my heart, though, in the rotation. And that's important. I think I think rotation spots are are kind of semantics in some ways especially after um, the first week of the season right i mean yeah there's so much the shifting season. that tends to happen later in the year and uh yeah i mean even if brandon fought did project as like a much better starter than eduardo rodriguez next year you're probably still like kind of out of seniority giving eduardo rodriguez that third spot uh last question is we need another all-star bullpen arm hater anyone uh i i will agree that i think the diamondbacks um could definitely use another high-level quality uh, bullpen arm. I just don't think it needs to be someone that's going to cost something like Hater is going to cost, right? Like we, Gabriel says, we don't need Josh. I only pitch on three days rest on the second day after a full moon, <laughs> Hater. Well well played, Gabriel. Uh, yeah, he doesn't, he's not the Josh Hater from a few years ago where like you're putting him in in the seventh inning and, yeah. and you know having him get six or seven outs or something like that. He's a, strictly a one-inning guy. Uh, for sure at this point. The D-backs are not going to sign Josh Hader. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, he is going to be very expensive. And I think even teams that do have the kind of money it would take to get Josh Hader are still hesitant about, you know, do you want to give a relief pitcher $20 million a year? Is that something that, uh, you know, even a team that does have that kind of money is willing to do? I I, I don't I don't think that's a super obvious choice. So, yeah, I, I do agree with the sentiment, though, that the Diamondbacks could use to add uh, some other weapons to the back end of the bullpen. And I'm not I'm not sure, though, if that's something we're actually going to see. All right. Well, that's what got him in. Uh, Zany Antics on Twitter asks. Oh, wrong one. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Simmons at Zany Antics asks if the Diamondbacks do go with a left handed hitter for the DH spot who doesn't hit left handed pitching particularly well. What do you see them doing with that spot in the lineup when facing left handed pitching? Yeah, and this this kind of all these all these questions kind of connect together. We talked about Jock Peterson earlier and Gary Sanchez and how they would like kind of pair well nicely together. But yeah, it's a it's a but good if they question. Don't get that if they don't get that part that pairs well. Like yeah. if they don't have that guy. I mean, I I don't know. Some of the splits on some of these guys aren't as significant as they are on other uh, hitters. So I mean, I, I don't know if the Diamondbacks need to necessarily. Um, make some drastic change but it it just feels like right now you know obviously they they are very left-handed they've always been kind of left-handed and this is one of the things that they need to 
have, have do something about just in order to balance their rotation. Uh, I mean, again, we even talked about the fact that some of the guys that they don't really let hit, uh, you know, they the, in, in certain scenarios don't have that bad of splits really when it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely depends on on the player. So, yeah, Jock Peterson could still hit lefties occasionally. Brandon Bell, I don't think you'd really ever want him in the lineup against lefties. Um, so, yeah, if if the D-backs were to get a lefty DH but not have, like, the Gary Sanchez to go with it and, would, and are more looking in-house, I think that would just give a bump in the likelihood of – Guys like Jordan Lawler, Blaze Alexander, yeah. Manuel Rivera, Kevin Newman, yeah. all of those right-handed hitting backup guys. We don't know exactly if they're going to make the roster at this point, really, with any of those guys. Uh, it wouldn't guarantee a roster spot to any of them, but it could give them the leg up over, you know, Jace Peterson, who, you know, maybe not wouldn't make as much sense on the roster at that point, um, or, or some other guys as well. So... I think Kevin Newman is maybe the most obvious answer there is a guy who has major league experience and hit lefties pretty well Mm -hmm. in 2023, as we discussed the other day. So maybe he gets some some DH opportunity if you do sign a a Jock Peterson or or some some uh, of those lefties. All right. Well, else we got there, Damon. Our boy Cogs, uh, a.k.a. King Snake Cogs, asked, what are some fun baseball related things I can do while on this 33 hour train ride to New Orleans? That's amazing, first of all. Uh, I took a train ride one time from Syracuse, New York to Phoenix, Arizona. It wasn't wow. It wasn't pleasant. I'll tell you some things not to do. Uh, don't <laughs> lie to your fellow passengers about your name, even if it's just for fun. Uh, don't go <laughs> off with a group of strangers to investigate the Alamo uh, if your train stops there at like 3 o'clock in the morning because <laughs> the train will leave without you. I uh, found that out. Uh, also, some baseball-related things. I, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining that you're traveling with a group of people that uh, sure. that you know. I'm not sure if this is just you. Uh, I, I, I think Karen also chimed in here, so she's – uh, she's, uh, what the, the chaperone for this trip, I believe. But, uh, what, what are some fun, uh, baseball? I mean, I, I'm guessing that there are going to be few people that know as much diamondbacks related trivia as cogs on the train. So that seems like, like, a, I guess an advantageous situation for him, but also one that doesn't seem very fair. What you want him to like, like do trivia questions with people, know, sometimes, or sometimes that's fun. I mean, what do we do around this office for hours upon <laughs> hours a day? Ask each other dumb questions. Hey, I'm going to give you three stats of this guy, and you tell me who it is. I don't know. There's dumb baseball sure. stuff like that. What else you got? So yeah, the the thing that I would do if I were Cogs is I would I would download. Hopefully you have hopefully you have internet. It might be a couple gigabytes. Hopefully it's good internet. Uh, I would download this game called Out of the Park Baseball, which Cogs might already be familiar with. It is a baseball simulation game. It basically puts you in the GM chair and you can do everything. You can manage the injuries on your single A team if you want. And uh, I, I I would spend copious amounts of time playing this game as of just a few years ago. I, I've grown out of it at this point. I love but, you, Jesse. Uh, you it have is, the opportunity. It is so much fun. You're it literally so much fun. traveling the world. 
You are you are experiencing he's not things traveling you've never the world. experienced he's before. He's taking a train ride. There are what? strangers New you Mexico can go talk to. and Texas? It's not a plane. You can get up and move about. There's a dining cabin you can go sure, to and yes. hang out in All for right. Pete's so sake. I, go make some friends, Cox. I changed my answer. Go to the dining area and order something nice and then play out of the park ah, baseball. See, you goddamn kids need your video <laughs> games these days. Can't look out a window and just enjoy life. What the hell is, is that your you? answer for Cox? Look out the window for 33 hours? No, I mean, 33 <laughs> hours is a very long time. Guys, um, Jesse is truly the person that he presents himself to be on the show. It's so authentic. <laughs> like, it's so that is exactly real. what he is doing. It's so real. It's it's really hard to... this. It's one of those games where time gets away from you. Like, I like I pull it up, and then four hours pass, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, Absolutely and I'm like, not. what am I doing with Absolutely my life? Not. But I don't regret Absolutely it, Derek. Not. I've never regretted it. Derek, you it. play Power Wash Simulator. Don't act like <laughs> right, that's fair. <laughs> Look, that's fair. I'll tell you uh, my, new, my new favorite game that I just recently got into is Super Smash Brothers, and I'm terrible at it. So there's a there's something you could spend 33 hours. Your daughter was kicking your, your ass this weekend? She was wiping the floor with me. What, what console are we talking about This here? is the Nintendo Switch. Switch and oh, okay. Super Smash Brothers okay. is not a game that makes any sense. I hate it. It's dumb. It's not. I, I was can, good I at. Be, I can I can have you at 115 percent damage with 12 percent, and then I fall off and die. <laughs> How does that work? That's not fair. This game is stupid. That's a, um, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I will say. I will say. I discovered that that game, like why they do like tournaments with those games and with like Mario Kart, is because Nintendo is smart enough to like put tournament options into the game. You can literally set up like a 16-person tournament in oh, yeah. Super Smash Brothers like that. And that's pretty awesome to me. These are things that make me feel like old because I was like these were these were pipe dreams for me when I was a kid, but I guess yeah, I guess our advice to you both are go play video games, I guess, for that much. Um <laughs> Lunar Forte, you're goddamn right I am. Uh you said Derek is definitely a Kirby main. You know it. You know what? I destroy with Kirby. Uh, it's the only character. You, that want, you want to guess who who mine is? Mm. <laughs> it is one very specific character. I'm really good with one character and one character only. Who is it? It is Pikachu. Get out of here! But it was but it was <laughs> best. It was here. best in Super Smash Bros. Get Brawl. Uh, I think they eventually realized that the Super Smash Bros. Brawl edition of Pikachu yeah, was, was utterly unfair. He was just OP. Completely OP. I feel that way with Kirby. And, Kirby's uh, just like stupid. Like Really? Oh, yeah, you can knock me way off the board and then I can just balloon, fly myself back and take <laughs> as much time as I need to and then thwomp you from upside down. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm nice. The I, thwomp is. I'm, I'm nice with the, these hands the with Kirby. You're right. Good job, Lunar. All right, what else we got? Last question. Uh, this one comes from Karen. It's also about the train ride. She says, what do I do for 33 hours stuck on a train with cogs? And alcohol is not an option since it's a school <laughs> field trip. Damn it, Karen. Why are you even going to New Orleans? I mean, that's the only way I'm chaperoning a kid's trip to New Orleans is if I can have all the hand grenades uh, on Bourbon Street. But I guess my advice to you is to sneak some alcohol on the train. <laughs> That a possibility? You got some OGs on you. You're a I'm terrible person, there. You're a terrible um, influence. Don't eat those OGs in Texas or anywhere. Don't travel with OGs. I'm not suggesting that at all. Um, what what can we what, what can Karen do? Well, out of the park baseball is great for God but for all it, ages. Yes. So. <laughs> 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 she would have fun too. Karen, I'm just, no, I'm just Karen, don't listen to him. <laughs> Abandon your child altogether, um, and then do some of that stuff I was talking about earlier. Lie about your identity. It's yeah, funny. I don't know. I, I mean, 
I guess like in in the chaperone uh, sort of role where it's you and you're kind of stuck with like a bunch of like a bunch of high school kids, yeah. right? Yeah, and um, you have to watch them. Like sleep would be my number one option on a 33 hour trip. Yeah. I don't. I love sleep. I could. I I can sleep anytime, anywhere, and I absolutely uh, would do that as much as possible on a 33 hour trip. I'm, I'm taking a trip to Miami at the end of February, and I purposefully booked the trip from. Uh, 11 p.m. to like 7.30 a.m. just so I could sleep on the plane because that's like my favorite thing to do when I travel. You're like intentionally taking a red eye? You're saying you like red eyes? I'm intentionally taking a red eye, yes. That is a choice. It's definitely a choice. It's not a great choice, but when you have to be and uh, like there's not a lot of options to be in Miami by noon uh, the next day because we got a cruise that we're taking. I'm not one to splurge to like get out of the middle seat on an airplane very often, mm-hmm. but I will say that on a red eye, it is a choice worth making. Uh during the Diamondbacks postseason run, I flew from Phoenix to Newark. That was like the path to get to Philadelphia at one did point. Did you actually sleep? I did not sleep for five minutes. Then on there's, the no flight point there. to, there's no point. There's no point. I was in the back row of this airplane in the middle seat. I had basically the worst seat on this airplane. And yeah, when you're like squished between two people, it's very uncomfortable. Can I talk about Megaran and how he falls asleep before we're even off the tarmac? Because it's one of the most infuriating things ever. That we'll be in the middle of conversation and he'll be asleep. <laughs> I know I'm not that boring of a person because at least 62 of you tuned in today live to hear me talk on this show that I do. So I know I'm not that boring, but it's infuriating how fast he just travels all the time being a you know a touring artist. So for him, it's just like literally that easy. He's just it's the light is out. He's out. So I'm I don't think we've given Karen any. No, any none. Helpful Elizabeth, suggestions Elizabeth has a great idea. She said, come up with weird nicknames for all the kids. Yeah, there we go. That, yeah. that seems. Yeah, you can kill a lot of time that way. You really yeah. can. <laughs> and like the weirder, like the more obscure reference you can make to, to nicknaming that kid, <laughs> the better, because you don't have to tell them the story behind that nickname. And it just leaves that kid wondering why that lady called me Snaggletooth the entire train ride, you know? <laughs> It is the role of the chaperone to come up with nicknames for everyone. That is that is part of the part of the gig for sure. Yeah, uh, Ryan says they need an ad of feature on MLB the Show where you're the grounds crew spraying the infield with the hose. I am all <laughs> fucking for it. Let's go, let's go. Power wash simulator, Chase Field down. I am down. Derek's lining the chalk. Oh. That sounds great, actually. That would on it. Like, See? there is a market for There's that. A market Absolutely. For that. There's a market for that. Oh, I love when mini games happen in a game. Like, that's great when you're sure. playing baseball and then they give you this quick break to do something stupid. Driving the ATV with a little, like, road grader in the yes. back. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm down. I'm down. Well, thank you guys, of course, for participating in another wonderful Mailbag Monday episode. We always appreciate your questions. And more importantly, we appreciate you stopping by uh, to check us out and listen to this guy say words. I mean, I know you want to listen to that guy, but this guy. Uh, you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter to hear us uh, type words out, I suppose. You can follow me at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Of course, Damon is the people's producer. You can find him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. Bark, bark, bark. You can follow our show at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate your time. Uh, we have a special guest coming later this week, by the way, so keep uh, keep your 
ears open for that. Um, and until then, we appreciate you again. Remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you can defer those contracts, baby!